Hey, hey, you guys are going to love this episode with Erin Claire Jones. She is an expert in human design. Yes, that buzzword. Have you heard it? It is how we are all uniquely made based off of when and where we were born. You guys know that I've been on my own kind of woo journey over the past two years. And I had Erin do a human design workup for me. And it was so profound and insightful and spot on. And it also has been able to help me I had her produce these human design codes for all of our mastermind members. And it helps you as a leader to how best lead others who are made uniquely different than you. And also in the episode today, you're going to hear her own journey into entrepreneurship and working for herself. And it's just such a wild ride and unique ride for all of us. I hope you guys really enjoy this episode. Hey friend, Melissa Hinault here with the Burnout to All Out podcast. I'm a former multiple six-figure executive corporate burnout, feeling stuck in the life I built for myself. But using my corporate skills, I took to the internet and have built multiple six and seven-figure businesses, showing others how they can build a life they love. Now on this podcast, I share stories of being an entrepreneur, a mom to my three amazing kids, and wife to my wonderful and supportive husband who supports all my wild and crazy dreams. My journey is taking grit and persistence and belief. And believe me, I'm still a work in progress that you may witness in real time. Whether it's in our free burnout to all out Facebook community or inside my mastermind or even in my coaching programs or maybe just right here on the podcast. I'm laughing and I'm crying with you. I've become a serial entrepreneur with a passion to inspire more burnouts, to take the leap of faith and go all out and live out their dreams. Consider me your mentor in your head and on the go. So let's get started. Hello, hello. How is everybody? Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Burnout to All Out show. I've got Erin Claire Jones here today. I am so excited, you guys. Really quick, a little backstory around Erin. And then Erin, I'm going to like formally kind of go through your bio. But, you know, Erin, it does some incredible work in the human design space. And some of you know, I have a elite mastermind with a, an amazing group of individuals. And I decided after listening to a podcast that Aaron was on with one of my business coaches last year that I wanted to gift the insight of human design to my mastermind members for Christmas. So they all got a human design blueprint that you'll hear a little bit about today and able to really um, interpret that so that they can perform and live life to the fullest based off of their human design. And we're going to unpack a lot of that today. Erin then came into our mastermind and did a little workshop and really walked people through it. And I thought, this is so profound. Let's get her into the larger community so they can hear her genius. And also like selfishly, Erin, I wanted to hear your own entrepreneurial story that folds into the Burnouts All Out mission, which is really um, featuring people who've gone from that nine to five to betting on themselves and living out their dreams. So, so happy to have you here. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Yes. So really quickly, you guys, Erin Claire Jones uses human design to help thousands of individuals and companies step into their work, 
and their lives um, as their truest selves and their highest potential. Her work as a guide, coach, and speaker has attracted a growing community of over 170,000 people who turn to her teachings to practice tools, uh, digestible tips, and deeper self-knowledge that they can have access to live with greater ease and authenticity every day. I love that you've been featured in Forbes, uh, along with so many top podcasts um, and other social outlets. So incredible. Um, really quickly, I know you're going to tap into this and touch, yeah. touch on this, but um, human design is, this is what fascinates me. Um, you know, being a farm D who's very like science based and then coming from corporate America for over a decade, the woo piece is new for me. It, it took it was about a year, about two years ago that I really tapped into this whole space of more kind of Eastern, um, Eastern medicine, Eastern science um, and it's been incredibly profound for me. And so I'm excited to bring you to my community. I'm actually streaming live onto LinkedIn too, where all the working professionals are that need this, right? Yeah. So with that, Erin, let's just get into your story. So take us back to before this was your calling. Maybe you've always known this was your calling, but take us back to when you used to work for someone else. Tell us the backstory of like, entrepreneurship and when you used to work for somebody else? What did you do before you were working for yourself? You know, and I actually kind of worked for somebody else in between my human design journey. So it's been a, it's been an amazing journey. It was not a thing that I always knew I would end up in. I definitely had no idea what human design was growing up. You know, I didn't learn about human design until 2015. But prior to human design, I had studied impact-driven entrepreneurship in college. And so I was really interested in companies that were like doing well, but also doing good, you know, and I was trying to understand how they could integrate the two. Um, and so after college, I worked at a startup in the financial space, uh, the financial tech space for about two years. And the thing is, like, I always loved it at the beginning. And then like six months later, but ah, like, I was just going to like burn out and just going to become less available. And it was harder for me to sustain. So I did that for a couple of years. And then after that, I started consulting for a bunch of startups and kind of the wellness space and, and just like a lot of cool founders that I loved. And I think that I was really oriented towards just like any role that had to do with people, whether it was like marketing or community. I just like loved interacting with people. But I think what was so interesting in that time is that like I actually loved everybody that I worked with, but there was so much dysfunction. It mm -hmm. felt like no one knew how to work together because no one understood each other. And I was always so much more interested in like the people piece of like, why don't we understand how each person's different here? Um, and so then, and so I was enjoying myself, but it definitely didn't feel like I was in my gifts. I felt like I was like, I'm having fun, but like, this doesn't feel like what I'm here to do. Mm -hmm. And then in 2015, I was sitting at a gathering, maybe I've told you this, um, mm -hmm. in New York City and a stranger sat next to me and basically said, can I do a little human design reading for you? I had never heard of it before, but I was like many people, I was like, tell me everything about me. You know, I want to hear. And he did a little mini reading for me on the spot. And it was like the most jaw dropping thing I'd ever heard. And it was equal parts relieving as it was confronting. I was like, I have never had somebody give such language to myself while also like I'm not living any of it, you know? And so, you know, to, to condense this story short, he basically ended that conversation by saying, I think that you're meant to do this. And I think that we should work together. 
And so I ended up building a company with him for two years. Wow. It's a bit early for human design. Uh-huh. And so then I got pulled into another opportunity in New York and I helped open this big, beautiful building space. And then I built my own practice on the side until I was making more in human design than this other business. And then I left that. So like there was a whole journey and it was unpredictable, but like looking back, it was so freaking perfect. Uh, wow. But that's a high level how the journey unfolded. Oh my gosh, so good. Um, so it does, it, it tells the story, right? So um, it sounds like it was kind of this um, winding, twisting, turning kind of series of events that got you where you are today. What do you think gave you the confidence, you know, for all the entrepreneurs who are listening, who are part-timing it, side-gigging it right now, like what gave you the confidence to pivot from, you know, working with or collaborating with someone else to stepping out on your own and doing your own damn thing? Like, because that's kind of scary, right? Because the response, all the responsibility is on you, right? Like it's, 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 it's great to work for yourself, but it's also like a whole nother level, right? Of responsibility. So totally. pressure. So can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah. And I honestly really didn't want to start the second time. I felt like I had tried it for two years. And I'm the first iteration of my human design company. We were focused on human design for business. So it was just like a little bit early and like a vertical that was very not ready for it, you know? And so I think that I felt like I had failed, you know, and this was like in 2017. And so I was just like, I don't think I can do it again. And my, I have a husband who is so wonderful and also like really pushes me in those moments. And he was, it's like, Aaron, like, this is your dream. Like, we all fail. You know what I mean? Like, you can't be like totally scared of that. And so he was the one that literally like early 2018, he like built my little website on a weekend when he wow. was sick. And he was just like, just put yourself out there, you know? And so like, I think that it was his encouragement that really allowed me to step into it. And I also think that so often it's like, just leave the job and do your dream. And like, if that's possible, 100% yes. I think for me, what felt scary in the first two years is that I had so much pressure to support myself immediately. But when I started building a business alongside this job and it was feasible for me with the job that I had, it was so much more organic because I was like, I'm good. And like, I'm just going to build this and see if it actually works. And it just was like growing, growing, growing. I just started growing like exponentially. And then I was like, I don't need to be here anymore. And so like, I think for me, like growing it without the like need to make money from it immediately was Mm. really good for me. You know, and then when I left the company, I was like, I'm good. You know, I can like, and and that that was a much more natural way for me to do it. And also that job that I was at gave me all my first clients. So like that is incredible. And and Um, it's a it's a it's a learning point for I think a lot of people, right? People are always asking me, like, how did you know? When did you know? What what made you take the leap? And I was just like you. I mean, I built my first business alongside my day job. And until I hit my and matched my corporate income. I didn't walk away. And actually, I matched my corporate income and still worked that business for like a year before I walked away because I was so risk adverse, right? But I also think it what it does is it reduces that like desperation in your business too, which can really mess with your head, right? When it's like, this has to work. I mean, cl- potential clients sense that from you too, right? You're 100%. When you're so focused on the dollar signs and the bottom line versus serving others, 100%. it can totally screw with your business. So I love that. And even with the coaching business I have now, I had set up you know, my other business first and had really great passive income before I started my coaching business. So it was like, there was no pressure, right? And I know there's like, you know, 12 ways a Sunday to like start businesses, but yeah. for those of us who are risk adverse, I think it's brilliant, right? Especially if you're in a situation here and where like 
your your work life allowed you to to really like, build alongside, right? Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Very it was and again, like everyone has a different path. And but I do think that it was really like I kind of felt like I was like giving up on my dream when I said yes to this full-time job. But at the same time, it felt right. And so I felt like very confused. And then like looking back, it was like, it was the most amazing next step for me because it's the thing that expanded and accelerated everything that I did. But I couldn't have known. Like I was like, but it doesn't make sense, but it feels right. And so just like a reminder that we just like don't really know. Like I actually, that was like such a needed and necessary next step, you know, even though it like didn't totally make sense in like the entrepreneurial journey. And you landed your first, some of your first clients from that. 100%. I mean, literally, I, it was so I helped open this big, beautiful wellness space in New York City. And so all of my clients and I was in charge of all the programming and all the like content and community. And so I was like, I can put myself on the schedule, you know, and so I, I started giving talks there where 400 people would come, you know, and then like wow. all my initial clients and I was like, when my clients come from beyond this place that I can leave, but it was so amazing. I also was so lucky to have a founder who was like, just like all he wanted was for me to pursue my dream, you know? And so again, that's not always the case, but I think that it was, it was the right space for that. Absolutely. So good. So good. Okay. Two more questions before we get into the actual like human design concept. And they're kind of like polar to each other. And so one is, what is probably one of your most memorable like wall kicking moments of entrepreneurship that ultimately was a blessing on the back end? And I know this is kind of a tough question, but I love hearing this from other entrepreneurs because there's so many peaks and valleys. And I know that when I've been in the thick of it and just been like, why me? Like on the back end, there's always such an incredible lesson that like had to happen to like take mm. you to the next level. And I love interviewing other entrepreneurs who are like, you know, humble and transparent and willing to share because it's not, it's not all rainbows and unicorns, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so is there any kind of like pivotal lesson or wall kicking moment that became a blessing for you in retrospect as, as to where you are today in your business? Yeah. I mean, I think that like, and I don't know if this is really like fits in the category, but it was such a big shift for me is that like, I, when I think about the first iteration of my business, like I was so scared to put myself out there. I was just like, I like kind of mentioned my Instagram that I did human design, but I was like, I'm going to pitch people and just like, let them know. And it was just like, I was hiding. And I think I remember at the like beginning of my own practice, like again, my partner was like, Aaron, like, people cannot find you unless you put yourself out there. So you have to start sharing. And I was like, no, I don't want to. I hate Instagram. Like, I don't want to write, you know? And like, it was so like, I was just like kicking and screaming, you know? And I just like, he was like, just post every day. And I was like, I don't want to, but I will. And so I started posting every day, obviously like not super hot engagement at first, mm -hmm. but it was something that was so uncomfortable and I was so resistant to, but like mm. then it became so fun you know, because it became a practice and because it became a habit. And I was like, oh my God, now I'm sharing myself and the right people can find me and I don't have to force any of it. And so like, I think that there have been, I'm actually pretty resistant to change and we're going through a lot of changes in our business right now. And so like, I feel like often I feel so much contraction before oh. these big shifts and changes. And then it's amazing. Actually, another example of that is that like, as you know, the core offering of our business is the blueprint. But before the blueprint, I was doing purely sessions and my partner was like, Aaron, like, I think we should start offering this blueprint. And like, and I was like, it will cannibalize the session business because all of a sudden there's like a much more affordable offering. Uh -huh. I like, I won't like be booking sessions anymore. And like it, I mean, I still am booked out in sessions always, but 
it did cannibalize it in the best way. We've now said oh like 20,000 blueprints. We've reached so many more people, you know, and wow. so it's really such a crazy thing because I was so resistant because I was like, it's going to like ruin my little world that I've created, but it's right. going to ruin the little world to like make space for a much bigger world and actually like much greater impact. And so there's just been a lot of moments where I like, I'm so contracted, but it's like mm-hmm. always the right decision and I've got to just keep rolling. Oh my gosh. So good. I, I love that. It's funny because I had kind of a similar aha moment this past week in my mastermind, my own personal like mastermind I'm a member of, where to your point, I've been classically trained to just have this like higher ticket offer and not have yeah. anything lower because you don't want to lose the sale of the higher ticket yeah. offer. And also coached that, and you probably believe this with your your one-on-ones, is that you want people to get the best outcome, right? And so like I was very, I have been very resistant to offering anything smaller than our full-blown program. And we were in our mastermind event this past week. And one of the mastermind members really challenged me because he did a half a million dollar launch last month. And his price point, all the things they do are very similar to ours. And I'm like, holy cow, that's more than twice what we've ever been able to do in a launch. And we started talking about it. And he has these super low ticket offers that funnel up. Totally. And he's like, why don't you have a lower ticket offer for people who aren't ready? Yes. And I'm like, because I don't want it to cannibalize mm-hmm. a higher ticket offer. And he's like, no, no, no. This is just going to feed. You're going to have a larger audience. 100%. A larger email list. And when they're ready, they'll opt in. And I'm like, we so have to true. be open to pivot, right? <laughs> so I hear you. I haven't, I haven't done it yet, but I'm oh, like, no. I'm right there. <laughs> it, it, it is so scary, but it's just like these things. Yeah, but I, I so agree with that, you know, concept. I think that like it really allows you to reach so many more people. And like, we can have these really like rigid ideas in our head of like, I don't want this to happen. But like when it's fear-based, you know, where it's like, I want to protect this thing. It like never really leads to the right dynamics, you know? So right. there, there's there's definitely been a lot of moments of just like, oh, I don't want to do it. And now I look back and I'm like, thank God I did. Yes. Oh my gosh. So that was perfect. Yeah. Thank you okay, for good. sharing. And thank you for the swift kick in the ass to do a little low ticket offer, just a little mini course for people yeah. to get them familiar. Do you have a new business or business concept, but overwhelmed with the world of the online business space? Or maybe you're just not sure where to start with building your brand and becoming the virtual CEO you are destined to be. My name is Melissa Hanault. I built my first multiple six-figure business online seven years ago in the pockets of my time while I was still working as a corporate leader in my nine to five and have since built another seven-figure coaching business in less than 19 months. What I really desired before I created my online businesses was a 360 degrees of support from the back end, from an operations and tech standpoint and systems to the front end with marketing and sales and all the way to the strategic coaching as a leader and CEO of growing a business. I wanted a one-stop shop for all that support, but it didn't exist. I was left contracting out left and right Um, some extremely disappointing, some that worked. The biggest thing missing in the wild, wild west of the online business space is organization, structure, and a playbook of sorts to create a runway for new entrepreneurs. You can have the best idea and the best opportunity pass you by simply because your startup was too slow in understanding the internet space which is why I took my corporate leadership and organizational skills along with my experience 
launching multiple online businesses and created my Burnout to All Out Masterclass for budding entrepreneurs who want to break free from their nine to five and create legacy wealth for their families by taking their own ideas to the internet to create financial freedom. Inside my three-day masterclass, I'll be teaching you the importance of building personal brand on the internet to grow your business just as I have with multiple businesses. We'll be teaching you systems and tools to streamline the online business process to go to market. And lastly, we'll be talking about financial mapping and forecasting for your business in 2022 and areas to delegate so you can elevate. My masterclass mission is the same as my mastermind motto, which is to elevate your inner circle and in the process, elevate your income. Be sure to click on the link and reserve your seat today. And then last question before we get into human design is what is like one of the things you're most proud of in when you look back on everything that you've accomplished in your business to date that you look back and you're just like, you know what? I am pretty badass. This business is pretty badass. I think the things, there are two things that come up. One is like, right now we've like hired people and we're kind of really working through all the content I've created. And like, I look back and I'm like, I've created so much content, like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pages. And it's like been every day. But I think that a thing that I'm proud of is my consistency in terms Mm -hmm. of just like continuing to show up. Like there have been moments where I have not been super excited to, but I think I look back and I just feel like, wow, I can't believe how much we've created. And I also think that like, you know, the blueprints have been such an interesting process because like now we have a team that really supports me in making them. But like, I used to like sit down and make every single one by hand. And I did that for like the first 12,000 of them. And wow. I think I know. And now we have a team that helps with that now that I've kind of guided them. But like, I just think I'm also proud of my endurance there. <laughs> yeah. It was like, it just, it was not fun at a certain point. I was like, I've done so many of these, you know? But yeah. it, was, it was so impactful and I, and I love the work. So I think that like kind of the the commitment and the endurance and the consistency, like I look back and I'm like, things will be easier from now on. And it's been a journey. Yeah. But like, thank God I did those things. Yes. Oh my gosh. So good. So good. Okay. Well, let's get into human design. Can you, I thought maybe you can walk our audience through kind of the history and the principles of human design. And then maybe we could do an assessment of mine on air so that then people, if they want to, to lean in and learn their human design and how they can optimize how they are created, they can reach out to you and do the same thing. Perfect. So human design is a system based on your time, date, and place of birth that reveals your energetic blueprint and how you're wired to thrive in business and love and in life. It's not predictive. It will not tell you where you'll be in five years. It more helps you understand like what is your operating manual and like what is your unique roadmap to like success and alignment in your life. And I think Mm -hmm. it reminds us more than anything else that we are all so different. And the more we try to kind of like mimic the people around us or be similar to others, like it can really undermine our success. But when we really kind of like honor how different we are and operate according to our design, basically just in our most authentic ways, like so much is possible. And, and I think what drew me to human design is like, it is woo woo and that it is based on your time, date and place of birth. And like, but the information it offers is, is so practical, so grounded, like so tactical that I think it's not just about giving us all this juicy self-knowledge. It's about giving us really practical tools to integrate into our life. Yes. Oh my gosh. And I, and I actually really have grown to love and appreciate the, the woo piece and the aspects yes. of like, I feel like the last century or two, uh, Western, like Western medicine and just like 
how we've operated is so profoundly different than like centuries and centuries and centuries and eons of how humans lived on this planet and like how they were so um, intricately and intimately connected with um, our universe and our galaxy. And, you know, I could I could go on and on. But um, I think that's one of the reasons I just really love this, because when you sent me my human design and I started reading through it, I was just like, this is dead on. Um, So dead on. Well, so the what can can we get into then? Um, you know, I have all my stuff written down as far as like generator to respond, satisfaction, the different categories of like. Yeah. Um, and I thought if you're open to it, we could kind of walk through it for yeah. me and how my human design, how I can best optimize my work, and then and see if this isn't really profound for a lot of people. And yeah, I'm sure, you're going to get a lot of inquiries. <laughs> Yay! Yeah, and I, and I and I love the example of you because like. I can talk about human design generally, but like, as you'll see, it's super specific. And so it's actually like way more interesting to like hear how it's applied because like, it's not a system where I can give like any kind of blanket advice. Like it's totally based on somebody's unique design. So high level in human design, there are five different types and Melissa is a generator. So we've got manifesting generators, generators, projectors, reflectors, manifestors. And if you'd like to look up your type, you can look it up at humandesignblueprint.com to see if you're also a generator or another type. So and by the way, before you get started, for all of you guys listening, I would love as she's going through this to like chime in and be like, yes, this is Melissa or give me your two cents on what she shares about about like who I am as she's assessing this. Yes, yes. It's always so fun when people are kind of like know you well and they can kind of look back and be like, oh, I see why. Like I even sat in a couple of sessions where partners like, I don't see that in myself and their partner's like, oh, I do. You know, like something <laughs> Not conscious of. Okay, so to start with the generator piece, it basically means that you have such beautiful energy to kind of build, create, and make things happen. Like you are a very natural doer. The more lit up and satisfied you are by what you're working on, the more energy you have and the more you attract to you. And so I would say two of your biggest lessons in business and in life are one, prioritizing your own excitement and satisfaction Mm -hmm. and seeing that not as a selfish choice, but actually as the thing that allows you to have the most positive impact in the world. Secondly, boundaries. You have such capacity. And so people can probably sense that and want you to support, help, do lots of things. And I think Uh so much of your job is trusting your gut to be like, I know that you want me to do this, but unless I'm a full bodied yes, like it won't benefit you or me, you know? And so, really strong boundaries there. Yes. Oh my gosh. And I will tell you, it's been a full journey over the last two years to slow down and not be so much in the do, 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 because it is my natural state. Like I spent 45 minutes meditating this morning after spending an hour exercising. And like the previous version of me would have been like, oh my God, I got to get to work. I got to be doing these things. Right. And then like just cutting out, cutting out things that don't serve me has been huge for me this year too. Huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love it because it doesn't always have to be work, you know, like an Uh ideal day for generators is like where you wake up energized, you kind of use up your energy throughout the day in ways that feel satisfying to you, whether it's working out, whether it's, you know, spending time with certain friends, whether it's like gardening and working, and then you kind of drop into bed and you're like, I heard a phrase this weekend from Game Changers, which Uh I know you went to, this phrase of like delightfully spent, where you kind of end the day where you're like, I just feel delightfully spent and like... Depleted in the best of ways, and I can like sleep soundly at night. A lot of one hundred percent. You feel I, that? I and he's in the other room right now, but I think he finds it slightly humorous. Like literally, the moment my head hits the pillow, I am gone. 
(laughs) Such a good signal that you're right on track, you know? And I think that satisfaction piece for generators to be on track in your design is to feel deeply satisfied. You Mm -hmm. know, you just like go to bed, you're like, I just feel satisfied. You know, I feel satisfied by my work, by my relationships. And to be off track, which is totally normal, is to feel a sense of frustration. Mm-hmm. So like kind of resentment, dissatisfaction, like maybe trying to make things happen and they're not happening. And so I would say for you in your design, if frustration ever comes up in a kind of consistent or ongoing way, really good opportunity for you to just check in and ask yourself, like, is this thing still the right use of my energy? Yes, which was, you know, a, p- a point of contention in January, February. I was trying to run another business that was just energetically just not serving me and I'd been resisting cutting it off for quite some time. And when I finally recognized and just cut it off, it's created this pathway of energy that has like re-enlightened or energized me in such a positive way. Yeah, I I love that so much because I think that we don't realize that like holding on to those things actually takes up so much space. I think that like sometimes you just like stay half-heartedly committed to a thing uh-huh. and and then like you don't actually make yourself available for the next thing to come in. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So like it's by letting go that you make space for the next thing to come in. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Okay. So I want to talk about a thing called waiting to respond. And I actually would love for you to share that example if you remember the Game Changers one because it's such a good one. But it basically is around the fact that you're not really designed to like chase after things, force or initiate you're actually kind of meant to wait for things to show up in your world and light you up before you go after them. So it's not about sitting at home and being like, what am I going to do? And what is it going to look like? It's like, let me do what I love and see what shows up that lights me up. And then once I get lit up, I'm going to go make that thing happen. So do you remember that example you shared? I I can share it if you don't. Yeah, I don't. (laughs) It's something I miss remembering this. If I'm remembering this correctly, is that like you had a real vision for who you wanted to serve. Oh, yes, yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yes. And like, yeah. and it was like, this is what I want to do. And it was so mental, but it wasn't flowing. Right. Then, yeah. So I can yeah. share that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and my community kind of knows and has seen this transition, right? So last year, uh, when I launched my LinkedIn coaching, coming from direct sales, um, I had told myself that my, my avatar for that client base were network marketers. And literally for a year, year and a half, I'm like, these are my ideal clients. This is who I serve. And I kept having real estate agents, financial advisors, mortgage brokers, online entrepreneurs coming to me and saying, we went in on your program. And I'd be like, "Uh," I'd even like pass them on to someone else I knew that was coaching on LinkedIn because I'd be like, that's not really my expertise. And I kept resisting it. And it was really interesting because ultimately some people kind of snuck into the program anyway and got really profound results. And the mastermind I was in, literally, that's all online entrepreneurs, like the woman, Kelly Rose, who runs the the program, big eight-figure earner, asked me, I want you to teach this on stage. And I'm like, but they're not my people. These guys, these guys aren't direct. Like, I was still resisting, like, as late as, like, you know, October of last year. And we had, you know, we've had highs and lows in our launches. We've had really great launches. We've had launches that are complete flops. That October, I came to Game Changers. That day, we were closing cart, and it was a complete flop of a launch that was 100% focused on direct sales. I was still resisting. I was already there. I'd already agreed to present, even though I wasn't sure why I was presenting. 
And I'm like, why was this launch? Like, why didn't it go the right way? And then I got on stage and presented to this new audience who were like all online entrepreneurs who were not in direct sales. And I had a massive onslaught of all these business owners coming at me, me being like, we want to work with you. They wanted to work with like a high-end agency where we do it for them. They were like, we want to join your program. And it created this like, it was like it had to just show up in front of me and be yeah. so obvious that I was like, wow, these people need me. And it's the method that I teach that works. It doesn't matter who these people are. And by the way, I'm an online entrepreneur and a business coach. Like I'm using these methods, oh. right? I'm not. <laughs> so it had to land. The opportunity literally landed right in front of me as I was resisting, right? If that makes sense. <laughs> It makes all the sense, you know, and we can have these really specific ideas of what we want to create. And this is not true for everyone. Remember, this is Melissa's strategy, but it is yeah. around like letting things show up in your world and waiting for them to generate a gut response and let the, you know, it's the right use of your energy. And part of your work is to pay attention. If you become like so tunnel vision, I'm like, this is what I want to create. And you become blind to everything else. You just don't see it, you know? And so it is, I, I just love that example so much because it's like, Sometimes it's unpredictable what's going to show up, but when it shows up, then you're like, yes, this is the time. Um, totally, totally. And I, and even in my meditation and hypno breath work this week, what keeps coming to me, and I wrote it down, is like, stay open, be curious. Look, I like, be curious, totally. right? <laughs> I love it. You know, it's like, stay open, keep your awareness open. And it's just like, yeah. and it can be like, even in the simplest ways I had a a client last week who was just like, I walked down the street who's a similar design to you. And she's like, my gut just pulls me into a shop. You know, it's like, it's just simple things like that. It's like, what is my body and gut pulling me towards? Right. Which translates to your decision-making in human design. You're what we call an emotional or wait for clarity decision-maker. Mm -hmm. And for you, it means that you've got a very strong gut response that probably gives you like a pretty quick instinct about things, mm -hmm. but you're not really designed to kind of make any big decisions in the moment. Yeah. And so the recommendation for you is to sleep on it and just like give yourself a beat before you kind of say yes and not to make a decision from like a super intense emotional place, but kind of wait for the emotions to settle. And you're like, I've gone through the high and the low and it still feels good and I'm going for it. Totally. And my team that reports to me knows that if they ask me a question, they know I'm going to say, give me 24 hours or more. Like I'll... Depending on how big the question is, I might say, give me a week and I'll get back to you, right? Exactly. Yeah. And it's so powerful. It builds such respect to be like, this is amazing. Give me like a couple of days to really make sure. Yep. Okay. And also, yes. Although I have to say that I'm yeah. slightly envious of, I've got a friend, Dr. Christine Manukin, who like makes decisions like so fast. off the hip. Like, and they're always the right decision and she just keeps moving, you know? And I'm like, damn. Some people are really meant to. I worked with a team last week. They were all quick decision makers. I was like, thank God you found each other, you know, like, but I think that like, it's really useful to not only understand your own design, but the designs of those around you, because my husband is quick, fast. I'm similar to you. Like I need to be. And so it's been a real lesson to kind of learn how to really support those really different processes. Okay. So is there a part of your design that you really want to talk about? Or you want me to just keep rolling? I mean, you could just keep rolling. I was curious what the not self theme frustration means. Like, what does that mean? So the not self theme and every type will have a not self theme. So frustration basically means that something is out of alignment in your life. Okay. So it's like if there is an area of your life where you start to feel resentful, dissatisfied, frustrated, where it feels like things are just like not happening, you're actually like not enjoying the work. It basically is a signal for you to be like, 
is this still the right thing for me? Or like, do I need to kind of reinvent how I'm showing up here? Because obviously the way that I'm doing it is not working. And so my recommendation for you is in moments of consistent frustration, I would actually recommend that you pull your energy kind of out of that commitment and wait for your gut to pull you back in. Ah, very good. Do you feel that? Yeah. Well, and I think that that's what was happening to me. And it's funny when we talk about gut, um, our gut response, and then also frustration, I can pull it all together. This business opportunity that I joined last year, like in my gut, literally in my gut from the moment I joined, it felt incongruent and like the wrong Mm -hmm. thing. And I just, my gut the entire time was just like, this just doesn't feel right. But it was ego that was like keeping me there. But I got to that point of frustration and realizing the misalignment and the energetics and the energy and like what I could be giving to the rest of my business if I could literally just cut that off. And it took me just being totally frustrated and unaligned energetically to just be done. Yeah, I love that. I mean, I don't I don't love that, but I love that you made that change because I think frustration is like such a beautiful tool for course correction. It's just like, ooh, something needs to shift. And it will just remind you, like for me, it's bitterness. When I start to feel bitter, I'm like, oh, what did I do? You know, like how does this thing need to shift? Right, so I right. wanna I love to talk about your profile because I feel like I remember you had really cool insights to share on this. So in human design, there are 12 different profiles. And so Melissa's a five one. Okay. And so basically, you know, for anyone that has a one in their profile, and I remember you sharing about this, is like they're very naturally investigative. Like yes. they need to kind of like understand the foundation of things uh-huh. and just like really understand how things work on a really deep level. It's what gives them security, you yep. know? And so like it's so important to kind of not go into a thing where like, I don't know what I'm talking about. Like I'm just going to roll with it. Like you've got to build the foundation. You've got to do the research. And you're like, I feel empowered because I know what I'm talking about. So I would just honor your investigative nature, take the time to dive deep and know that what makes you such an amazing speaker and leader is because your foundation is so strong. Oh, yeah. that And that makes sense. I'm like a couple of examples, like even in pharmacy school, I was like the type of student who literally had to go from like the first page in the chapter, like, like oh. through sequentially, right? Whereas I had friends who would just get to the meat of what they needed to know and they're like in and out, but I had to like go through the whole thing. Um and even LinkedIn, like the reason I'm a LinkedIn expert, I spent an entire year studying the, the wow. platform and how to maximize it. And so like there was nothing I didn't know about the platform so that I could could coach to it. Right. So yeah. and most recently, NFTs, like the mastermind I'm in right now, they're really pushing NFTs. So I studied. I've been studying it really, really hard. And the guy who was a guest speaker the other day, everybody was just and these guys are like eight-figure earners are all just, you know, unicorns and rainbows about NFTs. And I was like, so I'm optimistically skeptical about this. And I like brought forward a couple things about NFTs that I'd read. And they're all like, where, how did, have you been studying this? And I'm like, yes, well, yeah, you know. (laughs) I love that. It's, it's, it's the most natural thing for you. It's also a good reminder for you that not everyone is that way. You know, like if you expect everyone else to kind of do that same like diligence or like deep dive, like they probably won't, you know, and not because like they're bad, just because they actually like have a whole different process. Um, Such a good point. Such a good point. Some people learn where they're just like, let me just get my hands dirty. Some people are just like, I'm good without it, you know. And then I think the other part of your profile, which is the where the five comes in and I is that you just like are very natural leader and problem solver and fixer. And you're really good at like seeing things in very kind of new and innovative ways. I think my biggest reminder for you is that not every problem needs to be solved by you. Like, so really getting super clear on the ones that you feel the most uniquely excited and capable of solving. 
And the second part of this is that it's very easy for people to see possibility in you, to be like, you can help me, you can lead me, you can guide me, you can be this kind of friend, this kind of partner. And I think so much of the work of your design is to be like, I see all those projections and ideas, but like, I will only say yes to what makes me feel like me and to kind of not say yes based on others' expectations or desires for you. Even if they're super positive, even if they're like, Melissa, you should run this amazing company. It's like, that actually doesn't feel like the best use of my energy, you know? So just staying really connected to what makes you feel like you and not getting lost in others' projections. That is that is such good advice. And I've definitely experienced that in the past two years in the hyper growth of my business. I've had so many high level clients come to me and say, you should do this and have you, you should think about offering that. And I have this idea for you on this. And, um, and I think that's probably just also innate in entrepreneurship too, is like the shiny object, like what else can we be doing? But then at what expense are you depleting yourself of like serving the main thing, you know? Totally, totally. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so tempting, you know, because you're so good at that. And it's also just like not every problem needs to be solved by me. Yep. Okay. So there is an aspect of our design. Mm. Do you want to hear about your strengths or a challenge? Let's hear the challenge so we can think about how I can improve. Okay. And I don't remember, I don't think we've talked about this one in person, but maybe we have. So there are areas in our design called our open centers, which are the areas that are both the most challenging and also like the most full of wisdom when we really learn how to work with them. Uh So one of your open areas or challenging areas is around your identity. Uh You're somebody who's meant to have a very fluid sense of identity. This means that different friends might pull out different parts of you. You might express yourself in many different ways throughout your life. Like your gift is not being like, this is who I am and I'm sticking with it in every space. It's actually about honoring whatever feels like you that day. So I would say the shadow challenge for you is like, I've got to figure out my one purpose and what I'm here to do. And the wisdom for you is like, what is the thing that feels the most me right now? And how can I lean into that so fully? And when I feel inspired to shift and reinvent myself, how can I give myself full permission to do that? I love that. Oh my gosh. Do you feel that? Yeah, totally. Totally. And, And And also you're somebody who's so sensitive to your physical space. So being in the right space, the right city, the right home, the right office is what actually aligns you with kind of the best and most, the the best expression of you. Okay. So I love that. Two things on that. So you, you can't really see my office from here, but I have a little couch. That's where like, that's where I do all my writing and creating. I like built this office with like all glass windows. It was like a vision of mine the year before. Um, that I wanted this open space to be creative and tap into my creative. And I felt blocked when we first moved into this house. I was in this tiny little room, like behind our washer and dryer room. And it was all dark and the tiny little window. And I found myself continuing to come out into the living room and like work on the dining table where all the light was. And then COVID hit and like everybody was home. And I, from a space standpoint, felt like crippled crippled because there was nowhere that I could sit and be in flow. And I didn't realize how important it was to me till I basically invested in building out this office uh, where a porch used to be. And it's totally changed my life and productivity, you know? Um, That's amazing. And then the other thing is maybe you can speak to this. And I know this is not necessarily human design, but I think what I've identified for myself is that I feel like I, 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 a lot of people would think I'm an extrovert because I'm on screen all the time. I'm coaching. But, you know, I am like by the end of the day with all the coaching, I am like dead. And um, I really think I'm an extroverted introvert. Like Probably. even when I travel, like 
I, I really have to have a room to myself. Like my girlfriends will be like, let's, let's split a room. And like 99.9% of the time, I'd rather fork over extra cash totally. and have my own room to like retreat. Yes. Um, cause I like, it's, it's the inner, like I need to recharge. Does that make sense? Oh my God. A hundred percent. Also I do the same. But I think that like you got this like very interesting part of here is that like there's a part of you that's like here to like solve problems and be out in the world and be like such a charming leader. And then there's like another part of you that needs to be like so introspective. And so it's like about just like honoring the two parts of you, like kind of knowing when to be out in the world sharing and when to kind of pull back and be in a more introspective kind of space. Yeah, they are both needed. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And maybe that's part of the identity like like you know, like a uh, challenge with me is like, I'm extroverted, but I'm also like need my introversion. So good. Okay, perfect. So final questions. What are you reading right now? Well, I actually just started like a bajillion new books. I, I went to Game Changers, which I, I know that you've been to. So I'm reading Devin's book, who hosted that on fatherhood. I just finished Will Smith's book, which I really enjoyed so much. And I am also reading um, a new Alan Watts book. Okay. Awesome. I yeah. just love collecting bugs. Um, yes. And then where's the best place for people to find you? And then do you have anything, any workshops or, you know, yes. any space for private sessions? Like where can people find you? What do you have going on? Yes. Yeah, so um, I am on Instagram at Erin Claire Jones and also at Human Design Blueprint. And if you want to dig into your design, the best place I would start is the Blueprint. And I think somebody posted that link to humandesignblueprint.com by a Blueprint book. And if you go to humandesignblueprint.com, you'll see it at the top. And that basically is, that's what you got all your clients. That's like a manual to your design, like a book all about how you're designed to work best. It's meant to be super practical, super empowering. You can use the discount code Melissa if you'd like to get your own. And then I also offer private sessions. I book a little bit out. So I think I'm booking for May right now. But that's also a beautiful place if you want to kind of dive deep individually and kind of explore how to build your business or just be in alignment in your life using your design. So good. Aaron, thank you so much for showing up for this community and all the amazing work you're doing for entrepreneurs out there. Thanks for, thanks for being here today. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Burnout to All Out podcast. For free resources, materials, or information on my coaching services, go ahead over to livethefreelife.co. That's livethefreelife.co. Dot co, or check out our Facebook community at Burnout to All Out and make sure you follow Burnout to All Out on Spotify and subscribe to iTunes. And it would truly mean the world to me if you paused for just a second, gave me that five-star review of the show and be sure to share this episode with any burnouts you think would be inspired to go all out after hearing this episode.